0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm your host, Jay segment and with me, as always, is my pal,
1: Noel Schmidt. Dude, you're
0: incredible.
1: You're incredible. jab. You're so nice with the compliments and the, the words and the things. Well,
0: listen, everybody, we host a show called High Spirits, and if you're wondering what that is, it is a host in, it is a host, it is a show in which my friend, Noel Schmidt and I uh, talk about ghosts, and we drink alcohol booze. El Caboose. I like that. That's nice. Um, what are you drinking uh, tonight? I am drinking
1: uh, Sterling Cabernet. Oh, look at it! I don't know. I've got nothing on oh. this. It's Sterling and Cabernet. Well, that's good enough. You
0: sounded amazing when you said that. I know. I got really excited, and then I was like, "Wait, what is this on the label? Is it a super church?" It really it's, does. It looks like a mega church. It looks like a mega that's, church. That's a vineyard for sure. It,
1: it's totally a vineyard because it's got the clock tower, but it kind of
0: caught me off guard and I didn't know what to do. It's sterling. Well, you recovered in, in such an amazing way. Angela yeah. Bassett would be proud. She would. And ladies and gentlemen, I am drinking something called uh, tuna. Noelle? Gross. Yeah, but I like it, and it's from Half Acre Beer Company. Uh, it's Tuna Extra Pale Ale. I heard tale from my booze store that it was no longer going to run.
1: Oh, no. I know a lot of people that really like that beer, too. Yeah,
0: tis this summer, and then it's Gonski's, allegedly.
1: bummer. Yeah, so,
0: so drink it while you can.
1: I have an update.
0: Update.
1: This just in. Uh... The uh from the last episode Amityville Part Three, uh, we were talking. Did we really
0: spend three episodes
1: on that. We sure did, man. Uh, we sure did. Did you know who's innocent? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody is innocent.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna try.
1: No, oh, not man. one person. You know who's innocent? The Kathy Six Lux. Defeos. Oh, oh. Yeah, John DeFeos. Matthew Defeo. Um. Uh. uh oh, so um. I was talking about the interviews that the Warrens would do on Seekers of Tru- seekers of the Supernatural.com. Um, I think that's what it was called. Um, and the the name of the person who was their moderator was Tony Spira, who is indeed their son-in-law.
0: Okay, well, then I've met him. <laughs> of course you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know who he is. Um, so Lorraine is my best friend, and she was like, this is Tony. And Tony does all of her um, bag work. Yeah, yeah.
1: If you he's ever married to their Hape, daughter,
0: and you ever wonder, like, um, like the
1: Tony Hale character? The Tony Hale
0: character—that uh, is who—that's uh, <laughs> who Tony is to Lorraine. That's amazing. So yes, I've met her. I'm sorry, I met him, and she was like, "This is Tony. This is my um, son-in-law." But then, if you watch him work, he's—he's he's he's her bag person. Bag man.
1: I um, uh, I did that with my friend Susie, who I've referenced on the show a couple of times. Uh, who? Susie, who? Uh, she's still not listening. No. Nope. If we keep saying her name though, maybe someday she'll listen. Um, <laughs> she she had uh, LASIK eye surgery. I think she would be okay with me saying that. And she, um, we were at a, a work thing, and she was still like a little blurry in the eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I was totally playing that character. Like every time somebody would come up, I'd be like, "This is Emily. She comes from our LA office." <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh yeah, it was Love it was it. good fun.
0: Yeah. Good afana. Um Well you guys, welcome to uh High Spirits. Uh full disclosure, uh Noelle Noel's <laughs> already drunk. Noelle, well <laughs> <laughs> don't be too hard on yourself. Um say my truth. Um.
1: you're already drunk? Yeah, too. Yeah, it's true about oh, me too. Oh no.
0: I'd like to say, uh, what does your mother say when she gets drunk? She calls herself fun. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm not drunk enough to like tweet about uh, I'm, just morning a show. I'm just having a good time. <laughs> uh, I'm just know, having a good time. you
1: know. You know what though? I think that this is very fitting for our topic today. Because everybody's having a good time there.
0: Oh, yeah! I get what you did. I segwayed. That was a super bait. Oh, my God, you did. Yeah. That was a bait and switch. I thought you were going to be all like political and sad, and then you went. Full Right into it. Fun. Yeah. And speaking of full fun, we're going to talk about New Orleans.
1: We love it there. That's right. New Orleans, Louisiana,
0: y'all. Oh, that's a firework. Fireworks. Get your dog. What What are those things called? A thunder shirt. Yeah, get your dog a thunder shirt. They're so good. high spirits. So good. Because it helps with fireworks and it helps with spirits. Mm-hmm.
1: Um <laughs> It calms their tummies down. It
0: really do. Um, hey guys. Uh New Orleans. Here in America.
1: It's the best place on earth.
0: The reason I say that is we have apparently a huge international population who listens to this show. <laughs> Louisiana. We, yeah, so we're going to Louisiana. I know. We've got Irish people. <laughs> we've got tons of people from uh Japan. We've got some people from Hong Kong. We got yeah. a lot of people from um, Zimbabwe.
1: Zimbabwe. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The Netherlands. The
0: the Netherlands. The more I look at our stats, I'm like,
1: thank you. And one person from Germany. Yeah, I know. Listen better,
0: my family. (laughs) And mine. (laughs) Hashtag support. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to New Orleans. So let's talk about this. Uh, New Orleans was founded in 1718 by the French as Nouvelle Orleans, under the direction of Jean Baptiste Lemoy de Bienville.
1: You said that so nicely. Thanks, man. I would have been like, John Baptiste. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful. You
0: cannot help it. And you, thank you so you much. You killed for that. Thank yeah. you. Nouvelle-Orient. Beautiful. So let's talk about this. Um, when it was a very, very old place, um, it, uh, well, I'll tell you this: the landmass that was to become the city of New Orleans was formed around 2200 BC. 2,200 BC.
1: Um, I don't believe that the Earth was formed then, Jerry. Well, no, I know.
0: <laughs> like, I get that. I mean... So I'm actually talking about uh, 2,200 years before uh, Jesus Christ. I don't think that's... Yeah. Is that a possibility? It is. The okay. delta right here in the United States was forming uh, uh, as the delta in um, Africa was, like, at its highest point.
1: Well, I'm sold. Okay. Convinced. Well,
0: I'm just saying, you know, the, the delta of uh, old Egypt... And the Delta of New Orleans were having their high times there. Okay.
1: Yeah. High times.
0: So, um, here's what happened. The Mississippi River deposited silt, um, which created that delta that I was speaking of. Before the Europeans founded New Orleans, the city was inhabited by Native Americans about 1,300 years ago. That
1: sounds more reasonable. <laughs>
0: okay. Well. In well. timing.
1: 1,380? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 1300 years ago, though, that's bad math. So what would that be like? Um, 17 something. No. No.
0: From from now. So. Oh
1: my god! I just said the worst math. That would be like 700. Uh,
0: yeah. No. No. Well, don't count on me for it. 10, D- did I mention minus- I was already drunk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not the <laughs> smartest people, so. Just uh, do the math and email HighSpiritChicago at gmail.com We'll figure it out um, What are we talking about? New Orleans Oh right, I love that place <laughs> Actually, I'm glad that you're this fucked up Because this is exactly how you are in New Orleans the, When I do the Ghost of Vegas You better be this jacked Oh man oh. And I'm actually going to do the Ghost of Vegas While I sit at the Slot Machine <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so
1: we go to Vegas for Jay to play the slot machines and me for to regret life, <laughs> <laughs> to regret decisions oh, from the night man. before.
0: Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about France. We, uh, okay. We're going to talk about France. Then we're going to talk about Spain. Then we're going to talk about uh, the British. So okay, hang on. Actually, not so really, many people, so many people, but we're going to whip through it from uh, a
1: concentrated area. Yep,
0: yep. We're going to whip through it because everyone um, wants to hear about ghosts, and you know me, I only talk about history. So right. here we go. Boo. Just so, kidding. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, fuck you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first known residents of New Orleans um, were Native Americans. Um, they were from the um, Woodlawn. Oh, sorry. Woodland and Mississippian cultures. Okay. Now, the first expeditions uh, came from DeSoto uh, in 1542 and LaSalle in 1682. Uh, they were passing through the area. Um uh, there were only a few permanent white sellers before seventeen eighteen. And then all of a white sudden... White sellers
1: meaning like fur traders or
0: what kind of Settlers settlers. I'm like sorry. The okay. what we would call up North
1: Pilgrims. Okay. I thought you said sellers, so I was oh, like, Oh sorry, what? settlers. No, no, no. Okay. I was settlers, like what settlers, are they selling? Okay. No, they're
0: settling. Okay. They're got settling it. for uh living in New Orleans. That makes a lot more sense. Yep. They're like, This is all we can afford, we're settling. Understood. Got it. Yep. They're like a woman on her twenty eighth birthday settling. Anyway, um, so before 1718, like white people would kind of like walk on through, but they wouldn't settle. So suddenly, um, the governor of French Louisiana, Jean Baptiste -Baptiste Lemoyne, Sieur de Bienville, founded the city of uh, (laughs) Nivelles or Orleans on the first crescent uh, of the Mississippi's mouth. In 1722, he transferred Louisiana's capital from Biloxi to New Orleans. Okay. Unfortunately, what would become a pattern that same year, a hurricane destroyed the city. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, yep, it was gone.
1: I think that's going to happen again. Uh, it may. Um,
0: Bil- so, 1722, New Orleans became the capital of Louisiana. Sorry. By the way, I love people from Louisiana, and I'm not mocking your pain. I'm just like, and I. Whatever. What I'm trying to say is 1722 was the first year of New Orleans. And... Time to the, build those levees. It was also the first year it was destroyed. So. Well... Did you want to say something
1: about that? No, I was going to ask about Biloxi. Is oh, that... Oh, I don't know shit about it. For some reason, I, I was going to ask about, like, um, uh, lines, territory lines. Because is Biloxi in Alabama? Um, I
0: have honestly no idea the most I know about Biloxi is from um, Biloxi, Biloxi Blues, Blues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Modine uh, uh, that's a Matthew Modine movie right
0: um, it may be I, I feel like I know it from um, it, it, uh, well it runs in Jewish circles so the, the it was a sequel to um, a movie about Brooklyn and then that character, do you know what I'm talking about? Is a play. Yeah. And then that character gets and enlisted to the army, and then we get to see what his army experience was in World War II. Oh,
1: it's Matthew Broderick.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, not.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I know. What are you
0: doing over there, just shouting things? I are you playing uh, Jeopardy? But we're on podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. Conf- it's Missi- Mississippi. So, the territory lines must have been drawn differently then.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't have states, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's all. Because I was like, wait a minute, that's not in Louisiana.
0: Okay. okay. Sorry. Right.
1: I was just, that's me just being curious. Okay.
0: Look on the internet and see what the original thing was. Um, Brooklyn something? Bronx? It was. Yes. Did you read it? I skimmed it. <laughs> <laughs> of Biloxi Blues? Yeah, what was the first play called?
1: Um... Yeah, it's an adaptation from a Neil Simon play.
0: Yeah, but there was one before.
1: Oh, oh, I see what you're trying to. I see what you're getting at. I, I get it. Uh, We'll keep moving. We'll keep
0: moving on. Uh, New Orleans was under Spanish rule um, from 1762. Sorry, 1762 and 1763. France France signed treaties ceding Louisiana to Spain. So for 40 years, New Orleans was a Spanish city. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm. Hmm. Um, so from 1763 to 1803 or 1804. Um, yeah, New Orleans was Spanish, <laughs> French, and then Spanish. This is going to come up because it's pretty important. Um, they traded heavily with Cuba and Mexico, and they adapted uh, Spanish. Oh, this is also very important. I just can of just throw it out here, but let me just say it twice. Um, they adapted Spanish racial rules. All right, then I pause there. But uh, Spanish racial rules are like incredibly strange and okay. incredibly important. That's why New Orleans has all this weird shit about like quadroon, octoroon, Creole, Cajun, like yeah. all this stuff. Like, okay, they're very like um, uh, interested in where you been. Oh,
1: yeah. So it also,
0: it, though, interestingly. Uh, with all this racial stuff, they mm-hmm. they allowed, they they were a city that allowed uh, free people of color. Is it
1: like a, a caste system yes. in a way?
0: Okay. Yes, very much so. All right. So when I say Quadroon and Octroon, an Octroon is somebody who has one-eighth black blood. Right. A quadroon is someone who has one-fourth black blood. And so there's this like, and, and also those who, well, it depends. I mean, this is different, difficult time to speak of it at the time. People would be very happy to have that, which Mm -hmm. sucks because that's an answer to, like, um, sort of the colonized normality. And yet, it's interesting. So they were
1: more inclusive towards it, but they still, like, had their caste system. They had their levels.
0: but also in the most fucked up way.
1: Like, they recognized that. We need these people because they serve a purpose for our society. Well, or even like, or... I'm
0: best friends with you. Like, I, you could, the like, white person and black person could be best friends, mm-hmm. but we would know the difference. And I would be like, it, it would be the weirdest thing. Like, I'd be like, well, that's my my best friend, Samuel, who is an eighth black. He's an octoroon. And that would come up. Got it. Okay. It's very strange. Got it. On one level, it's extremely progressive. And the all of the other levels is extremely regressive. And it counts so much on this, like, very. Ethnocentric, colonialistic view of yeah. all of this matters, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But hopefully, we're getting to the point where humans are humans. We'll see what happens. I hope somebody is listening to this podcast in hundred years, and they think that we are absolutely ridiculous. I
1: really, really hope that that's like, what did they mean? <laughs> Why would we even be having this what conversation? Are they about? That would be incredible yeah, if that so. was a, a real thing. I mean, even the but but I I guess. Uh, I don't know if I even want to say this. The way you're describing it right now, like uh, the thought of having that conversation with somebody and being like, "This is my best friend," but th- they're an October well, this is really and that's so crazy to me people to like would be married
0: to, let's say, a, a white person would be married to a white person, right. a white man would be married to a white woman, but he would be under the law mm-hmm. okay to have a quadrant wife. Okay. And that's Sweet. not bigamy, because that's not the same. Oh, weird. Okay. But on one level, it's disgusting and it makes me sick. On the yeah. other level, the good thing about it is, unlike in the... It's a craziest thing. So, if a white man screwed around with, um, let's say, a quadrant or a uh-huh. black lady, right? he would have to be, like, legally sort of... Um, tied to her, and any of her children would be tied to him. Okay. And he would have to pay her money. Okay. Which is the upside of it. Right. So it's, like I said, it's so, simu- all, it's so simultaneously regressive, but it's also like, oh, in the North, they just knock you up, leave you alone, and then you'd have a,
1: yeah whomever,
0: and they right. would have a chance in life. It's just, I don't know, whatever. Um, this is just to say people are terrible. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, in New Orleans, um, this is kind of interesting to me, um, you know, Haiti? Um, yep,
1: yep. Yeah. Wait, the god or the country? <laughs> Haiti is, right? Right,
0: different. Yeah. Yeah. The, the okay. Country. So Haiti, um, which I'm obsessed with, uh, was one of those countries that was... <laughs> Why? For the voodoo? For... All of it.
1: The, the storm? Well, actually, for, like the
0: interestingly that you should say like uh, for the voodoo because mm-hmm. what's New Orleans known for a voodoo um, <laughs> I don't know what's happening over here Jay's <laughs> digging in her pockets furiously I trying present. to find something okay. um, so a lot of the, the New Orleans history has to do with this Haitian revolution oh okay uh, the other fact of the matter is that I'm obsessed with Haiti because they uh, had a slave revolution mm-hmm they did And they took back their country. Yep. In 1791, uh, they became their own nation by running off, uh, as they should have, in a violent uh, military action against their repressive white government. I mean, that's enough to be obsessed with Haiti. So anyway, Haiti brought um, uh, a lot of its culture to uh, New Orleans. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, so, refugees um, came to New Orleans, um, I'm going to say some more things in French, but I'm so sorry you guys. Um, <laughs> white people enfranchis and uh, free people of color, gens de couleur libres, arrived in New Orleans. Um, and really, this is one thing that I cannot wrap my head around and I've been studying it. Um, ah, they did the slave revolution and the people brought their own slaves. Be- well, because it's... <laughs> that's men That's you. Well, it's... I'm no longer a slave. I can't wait until I have slaves.
1: It's because it's what they know. Oh, you know, that's environment. It's so impressive. environmental.
0: Yep. I read about it and I wanted it not to be true and then I was like, yeah. wow, are you shitting me? The first thing you do once you have a slave revolution yeah. is you get slaves?
1: That makes me sick, but it's yep. like, men. yeah, but it's it, this, this is what you know. Well, it's power. It's a... Yep. Uh, There's so many things. Yeah. The first
0: thing I'm gonna do when I get free is get a slave. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not fucking like reading. But I'm going to be nice whatever. to them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to treat them as terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's politics. So, uh, nearly 90% of these new immigrants settle in New Orleans. It's pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Haitian Revolution. Um,
1: it's a Haitian Revolution.
0: Haitian Revolution. I feel like that. Increased increased um, the ideas of resistance among the slave population in the vicinity of New Orleans. Okay. So, in 1811, hundreds of slaves revolted in what was known as the German Coast Uprising. Ah. Yep. Between 65 and 125 enslaved men marched from sugar plantations near uh, present-day Laplace on the German coast to the city of New Orleans. Some accounts claimed a total of 200 to 500 slaves participated. During their two-day, 20-mile march, the men burned five plantation houses, several sugar houses, and all the crops. Wow. They did all this only armed with hand tools. And yo, the revolution was stopped by... Guess. Uh, the American military. Uh, That's right. <laughs> I did. couldn't remember what year we were in. Yep. Um, we are in uh 1811. Say you want a revolution, <laughs> not in 1811. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just setting all this because, um, if you guys know where I am with ghostesses, you know that basically I believe ghosts are places where there's been mayhem, terror, and stuff stuff. Yep. History. Where
1: I <laughs> think that ghosts are in creepy houses and
0: basements. Right. Which is totally fine. <laughs> um, So, the revolution was stopped by the American military and I talked about all these people 200 to 500 slaves participated. They were hung decapitated or oh, shot to death. god. That's terrible. And then you think everyone thinks about like uh, uh, Europe being gross with all this stuff? With, yeah. like, England um, doing this during the Eighth's time? No, 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 no. No, no, no. Friendships. Peoples. White people display the bodies of 200 to 500 slaves by putting their head on pikes. No, that's horrible. Along the River Road. Oh, God. At the Place de Yarns in New Orleans. So if you're oh. ever on the River Road and you feel weird, it's because um, these uh, uh. Motherfuckers. Well, I was going to say these revolutionaries, <laughs> as they should have been. Two hundred to five hundred slaves um, were hung, decapitated, or killed by guns, mm. and their heads were put on pikes.
1: For the record, I don't think that they're motherfuckers. I think that the people that no, I did know. that. <laughs> I know.
0: Um, that's unbelievable. It's horrible. So, the Louisiana Purchase was in eighteen. 18- O three. Um, France. Uh, so, very long story short, we had Spanish rule. The Spanish couldn't hang, so they reverted back to the French. The French couldn't hang, so they sold it to the United States. Cool. Because they lot- had like other like obligations. They had that- so much shit to do. And by the way, like the
1: we've got South America to develop. Yes, so we just don't have time for this. I love when like Americans don't
0: even think about. It. They're like you couldn't, and they're like now we're busy.
1: And with all due respect to Louisiana, maybe France and Spain kind of looked at the area and they're like, oh, this is so swampy. <laughs> it's real hot.
0: <laughs> it's super
1: hot. There's so many mosquitoes. Um, you guys are gonna get Hang on killed. To the is coming. You're gonna get killed by hurricanes and other acts of God. Maybe it's time to bail out. Here you go, America.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite people. We're gonna talk about the War of 1812. Okay. And if you don't know about it, just fucking look it up. Because I try to do it in a nutshell, <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You can't. I, I don't have time. No. Mama has to talk about ghosts eventually. <laughs> um. <laughs> do you know somebody? Um, I have a friend called Andrew Jackson. Do you know who that is? Ajax! Yeah. Do um, you know who that is? I hate him. He's I'm been coming, yeah.
1: He's been coming back a little bit.
0: Uh, anyway, Andrew Jackson led a hey, coalition of D. pirates. D. Trump thinks
1: he's real cool. He could have stopped the Civil War. He would have been real pissed about
0: it. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. Donald Trump, if you're listening, you are uh, half of a man. And <laughs> I don't think you're qualified to do what you do. Come at me, bro. Okay, so... Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> yeah. Come to my house and I'll give you just one book. Come I'll start with the Hardy Boys window. and we'll see. don't um, So anyway, Andrew Jackson led a coalition of pirates, free uh, free blacks, and Tennessee volunteers to defeat uh, the British forces outside of New Orleans. So um, during the uh, first half of the 19th century, New Orleans became un- the United States' wealthiest and third largest city. Really? Yeah. Well, it's right there at the bottom of the Mississippi, which is very important, because what happens is, shit comes to New York, Mm -hmm. makes makes its way through the St. Lawrence Seaway, hits the Great Lakes, makes it to Chicago, Mm -hmm. Chicago then sends it down the Mississippi River all the way to New Orleans. That makes so much sense. So you have this incredible eastern trading board.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. So it was New York, Chicago, and... New Orleans at the time? Yes. Okay.
0: Yep. And so they were the hubs of, again, this is a seafaring society, uh-huh. right? We're not in uh, so- trains yet. We're right. not really, you know, so it's like, um, ships go to New York, ships can still sail through, this is before canals. Too. Through the Great Lakes. All the ships can go through the Great Lakes, all the ships can head down Mississippi. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... um, Um, unfortunately, because this is the case, uh, thousands of slaves were sold in New Orleans. Right. The only good part of it is that the free black community thrived. So, and I mean,
1: just to make a note of this too, like, because we were, you know, the North was, um... Not participating in the slave trade. But at the same time, when you look at this and, like, you know, talking about New York and Chicago being part of this. Um, the commerce. Of the commerce. America. Thank you. They were participating. Yes, of course. They were absolutely 100% participating. It would be hard not to participate. Yeah. No. Just so people understand that.
0: Yeah. It's washing <laughs> your hands of the actual thought of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. and. Owning that one gets right, money. capitalizing on yep. that, still
1: mm-hmm. making money off of it, not okay. Uh, until
0: 1833, the majority of the residents spoke French. This is okay. a long time. So let's say "quote unquote" America. Not "quote unquote." It, it was America, but it was still burgeoning. America right. got uh, Louisiana, New Orleans, and the Louisiana mm-hmm. Purchase of 1803. Right. But 1830, like everyone's still was speaking French. Okay. Which explains a lot of New Orleans.
1: Totally does. Right? I so, love it.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. At the start of the Civil War, New Orleans was the largest city in the Confederacy. Uh, but it only took a year for the Union to uh, uh, capture it. Oh. Yeah. And they took the city unopposed. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, and I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about, the being so inclusive and accepting, I could see where little it being a little bit more progressive yeah. i mean it's more or less a lawless town and it still yeah. maintains that
0: uh-huh yeah except I,
1: if you ride the streetcars <laughs> no booze on the streetcars
0: <laughs> um okay so uh got a few more things to say we're gonna talk about ghosts this is don't worry it's jay i'm getting there
1: <laughs> um <laughs> we're only at 28 minutes
0: in uh new orleans in the 20th century uh uh cars came around. New Orleans jazz was born and uh, the city began to grow. So Noel and I were talking this before about like disasters, uh, but there was this new pump technology and this ambitious draining of the low lying swampland located between um, the city's like, I don't know how to say it. Like their river Crescent, the Riverside Crescent and Lake Pontchartrain. Okay. So basically this kind of sets the tones for these levees and drainage canals. That are going to come into play so residents can live below sea level. Okay. By the way, that was awesome. But uh-huh. now that now we know what we know, that living below sea, lo- sea level is not a great idea.
1: Not okay. You have to bury your dead above ground. We'll
0: get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about, like, why maybe New Orleans might be haunted. And we're going to get into some paintings. Okay. So New Orleans might be haunted just in general. 'Cause it had a really violent start. Right. In seventeen eighteen, Jean Baptiste Lemoyne and Sir Bienville sailed down the Mississippi and he settled there. He was accompanied by soldiers and expeditioners. Uh, and he realized like he didn't have anywhere there he didn't have anyone with him but dudes. If you're French and you don't have anyone there and you think I want French people here, what do you do? Be French and gay. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I don't know. But here's the thing. Okay, so people don't realize this. And, like, you know how a lot of times people brag in Australia about, like, oh, that's where all the criminals went? Right. Well, when this was a French colony, this is where all the criminals went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jean-Baptiste Lemoyne asked the king to send people across the Atlantic because he needed citizens. So
1: this was part of the transportation or did they do wait this is but he was talking to the king of France yeah
0: 1718
1: so did they do did France do transportation like England did as well where yeah I mean it's okay. all ships
0: it's just you know. just
1: like same same idea like yeah, so
0: basically he was like okay if we're gonna found this town and it's gonna like it's gonna happen we need mm-hmm. peeps and the French were like no one wants to fucking go just the same with the British no one wanted to go who wants to go So they were looking. but they were looking for ladies well hold on we're not there yet. okay so basically, an entire criminal population was set to settle New Orleans. Oh, my from God. France. Everything about New Orleans now makes sense to yep. me. So uh, in 1721, the king of France opened the prison doors of Paris and put them on a ship to New Orleans. The convicts were like thieves, pickpockets, rapists, murderers. So then these men get to New Orleans. And Bienville realizes this is a sausage fest. <laughs> where the the ladies at what you're about to say totally comes into play and so he doesn't email i was about to say he emails no he (laughs) dear king gets back to the king and he's like yo we have a lot of dudes here and we're putting them to work they're a little rough can we get some girls and so the king of France sends <laughs> the ladies. Yes, he sends the prostitutes. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: we're reliable with the ladies. Yep.
0: So, <laughs> so just so deprive. you know, uh, the first denizens, the first quote-unquote French denizens right. of New Orleans under Jean-Baptiste Le are uh, basically the criminals and hookers, which is fine. I love I love me my hookers. Sex workers. Uh, ladies of the night. Yep. Here's, like, an example of that. There's an old parish prison in uh, the French Quarter that is uh, uh, considered to be highly haunted. This is where um, the people were executed for the crimes. By the way, do anything in this time period, you're going to be executed. Yeah. It's not like that. Right. Um, There's only so much bread to go around. Yeah, I know. People say that um, uh, prisoners heard disembodied uh, screams from areas of the jail that no one was in. They said that they heard iron clanking uh, in the dead of night. And back here in the 1700s, guards, guards then said they saw shadows of ghostly figures roaming the halls and corridors. Um, They had a Quentin population in this (laughs) colonial prison. I don't mean to laugh, but whatever. A Quentin population in this colonial prison because they were so afraid of dead people. Quitten
1: population. Quitten
0: population. Um, another reason why New Orleans might be haunted is because of catastrophe, right? So, Uh New Orleans has been dealt blow after blow after blow. Hurricanes, fires, endemics, wars, etc. Um, for example, you know Jackson Square is right there in the French Quarter? I
1: sure do. It's right across from, uh, Café du Monde.
0: (laughs) It is. Get the
1: best beignets of your life.
0: Um... It was the square of public hangings, and this is a really fucked up thing. Um, New Orleans had this, like, uh, crazy... Okay, so in 1853, um, it had this, like, yellow fever problem, right? 7,849 people lost their lives. Dang. Died. Died. Straight up died. You get yellow (laughs) fever from being in a swamp with mosquitoes. You're gonna
1: die. You're going to die, right? It's going to happen. And so,
0: (laughs) this is awful. These people um, gathered in that courtyard behind uh, St. Louis Cathedral. Mm -hmm. It's totally small, right? Um, And this was the area where people had been um, uh, basically murdered and executed for being, like, uh, bad people of the state, whatever. And they were like... Whatever, we need a place to live. So mm-hmm. while people's heads were on pike while people's like while they were hanging from the gallows, homeless people were trying to make what try to make work what they could during um this yellow fever outbreak. So they were like sleeping where these dead people were hanging.
1: Oh my god. Oh no. Dude. Were yeah. they and then they were catching Yellow fever, I'm assuming. Yes, saying. of course oh, they were. Oh no, that's yep. horrible. Oh my god.
0: So let's talk about this too. Oh I'm, god. New Orleans. This is a way to get gross. Uh, gross. This is a way to get ghosts. You yourself, are you as a population, are filled with drama. Yes. Right. Right. So let me just say something. Um,
1: I also, as an individual.
0: Right. Well, anybody filled with. But it. New Orleans. I'm all, just kidding, right? New Orleans is just has been always filled with drama. Right. So. <laughs> This is how you get a ghost. Um, there, Everyone knows this story if you're from New Orleans. There's a ghost named Julie. She was a beautiful... Oh, Julie. Julie. She's a beautiful young quadroon mistress of a French nobleman, which is to say they were mixing races, which is to say people in New Orleans were real specific about it.
1: So she was a quarter something. Probably black. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, usually quadroon is... Uh, for black people, but it could be native. It could be okay. something. It could be a, a complicated, very complicated racial system. Got it. Um, anyway, it said after that argument, she climbed up to the roof, nearly naked, to prove her love, and undying uh, love up there. Um, she threw herself from the top of that building and then uh, basically crashed and has haunted the place. Oh, sense. Julie. Yeah. So you don't, like... I mean this. So the reason I bring up the drama of New Orleans is because some places have drama, and like Chicago would be like, "Hey, there was a guy named Bugs, and he and he told a secret, so someone shot him in the back." That's our drama, right? Right. But I'm just in New Orleans, of- you ha- kind of have that like almost stereotypical like soap opera drama. Yeah. Well, like, I'm it's re- like, oh, you're not my lover. I'm gonna throw my. Throw my body from the top of a hotel.
1: Well, just think of all the drunk people drama that happens on Bourbon Street on a nightly basis. It's all of the the all of the breakups and then getting back together's yep. and oh oh my gosh, and the hookups. So many things happen
0: on that street. <laughs> Here's another thing that created a a, a space probably for uh, ghost activity. Up until the 1800s. Um, New Orleans was pretty much just, like, the French Quarter. Just, like, 78 square blocks. Okay. That's it. So, all the death and all the shit and all the drama and all the things that we've been talking right. about. That, that was in a very small location. So, mm-hmm. if you walk, like, uh, three feet, you're probably walking on a dead body. Or walking on something weirdly emotional. It's really gross. So, there is a sense of... I, I will say this, and if you've listened to the show, you know me talking about it. With that kind of resonant energy for the, that many peoples <laughs> living in a small, confined space, pretty much like like inch by inch, you got yourself a ghost problem. <laughs> but this is the kind of town, and this is kind of an important thing to remember, uh, I think. Um, this is the, New Orleans is a town that the people there love the fact that they're haunted.
1: Oh my gosh! They totally embrace it. They
0: like, love it. They're can... Haitian, like the voodoo stuff, the Catholic stuff, the the tribal stuff. I mean, you ask a local, they have a ghost. They love their ghosts, right? And they have they're marketed very it. Very interactive with their ghosts.
1: They have marketed it. They have so picnics well. on All Saints Day for the ghosts. It's it's such a big part of their culture, and like so, th- this as opposed to um, like what we talked about with Salem, where like I don't want to talk about. No, but, like, you know, you talked about Salem and how, like, it's become, like, they have kind of, like, capitalized on the whole witch-burning stuff. And it's kind of... Hanging,
0: asshole. Yeah,
1: it's kind of kitschy. Oh, sorry. Hanging. But it's kitschy. Bridget Bishop
0: will come and shoo you.
1: I am sorry. I have had some wine. Anyway. uh, It sounds
0: delicious. What is it?
1: It's a Sterling Cabernet. Hmm, glad I asked. Um, Gling. So... But but the wonderful thing about New Orleans is that, like, they they embrace it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not like, yeah, they're making money off of it, but at the same time, they embrace that this is a part of our culture and it's a really cool part of our culture. And, like, it, it's not kitschy in any way. Like, it's just like, this is something that you know. Like, when you go to New Orleans, this is a, this is a thing. Well, here. my favorite and, part
0: about it, like, off story, is that. At their funerals, they play brass band.
1: Yeah. Well, everything's a party there. When like
0: When the saints come marching in. The, the, and that's the thing. Like When the saints come marching in. Everything is a
1: celebration. Death yep. is a celebration. Gee, Life sorry, is a celebration. Actually, wanted
0: to do... Um, it's beautiful. Uh, someone in my family just died, and we wanted to do... One of his favorite things in the world was mm-hmm. uh, the New Orleans uh, brass band. Like, when yeah. the saints come march- it's marching be- in. It's amazing. And I asked... Uh, the place who who was running the service, if we mm-hmm. could do that. And they said no. That's devastating. Yeah. So I ended up um playing um like fifties duop op and fifties yeah. kinda like R&B. That's such a bummer. Yeah. But uh yeah, I was totally willing to hire uh the thing the thing that he loved and the church was so square. Oh. Hey guys, when did church get so square?
1: No, but like <laughs> real quick, because I know you have a lot more. That's the, the if you've never been to New Orleans, please go because it's such an incredible city. Even if you're not into like drinking and partying. Which by the way, if you're not, turn it off. Why are you here? <laughs> um no, but seriously, like <laughs> um there's so there's so many things to look at and so like go into the garden district and see all of the antebellum houses and like mm-hmm. there's just so much there. It's incredible. But everything is a celebration and you don't have to be drunk to participate. Oh, no. And like that's what's so cool about these You can be high instead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but that's what's so cool. Like your everything is a celebration of life. If you're alive or you're dead, it's a celebration of life and the the imprint and what you've left in this world. And that's what's so freaking cool about that place.
0: Actually, I will say, um, uh, and I won't say her name because she's amazing. And I don't, I don't. Last time I was in New Orleans, I was there in October. Um, this amazing woman took us around and she in a way that I so much I mean I so much believe her that I don't even have a question of the doubt that um she has experiences and she knows what she's talking about she's this like amazing African American woman that knows pretty much everywhere we went every single person every local in New Orleans knows her and she was talking about like uh her experiences she sees basically ghosts everywhere and New or- for her, the thing that terrifies her is that New Orleans has gotten so big uh, into the drug problem mm-hmm. that she often meets ghosts who have died of heroin overdoses. Oh, no. And that's the thing that frightens her. Oh, that's sad. And she was like, ghosts never scared me. I grew up with ghosts. I'm, you know, I'm a Creole gal and I, I you know... <laughs> Grew up my whole life with this spirituality and, and, and this gift. And she... Honestly, I mean, it was it was really spooky. It was it yeah. was interesting. She was like... She was like, heroin people don't know they're dead. And they walk these streets. And I see them. I was like, fuck, bitch. Jesus. That's terrible. Yeah. This is amazing. That's really sad. Everybody who's listening to the show, please, 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 please get help. Please. Okay. So let's talk about yellow fever. Yeah. Um... Mosquitoes. Yeah, I think I already did. But, like, really, people forget that the true killer of the South and New Orleans um, during the 18th and 19th century was this yellow fever. Um, You get it when you drink diseased water. um, Your temperature will spike. Your liver will get infested. It'll shut down. People who have it turn sickly yellow, which is why it's called yellow fever. Um, And it's only a matter of days until, like, you succumb. But here's why I bring this up again. In one summer alone, one summer, think about this. If it was the summer of 2017, mm-hmm. 10,000 people died.
1: That's Yo, me.
0: you want to know who was living in New Orleans at that time?
1: How many people? 50,000. Oh, my God. So a fifth of their population.
0: Girl. And all those dead bodies were fucking sick as hell. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. Oh, god. They died in a span of two months. 10,000 people. Where did...
1: Two months? Two months. No way. Oh,
0: did you ask where they went? That can't be real. Did you ask where they went? Two
1: months? Did you want
0: to know where they went? Oh, no. Yes. They went uh, into the ground, which could not sustain them. Because it's a swamp. (laughs) They bobbed up to the top and they made everyone else sick. And then they went into the drinking water. Wait, so... Wait. Are you asking me if that was okay? No, it was (laughs) disgusting. Wait, so... I don't even... I can't even... I you're don't trying. even have... Everybody who's listening at home, Noelle's just trying to do this. So I home, I I'm trying to do the math do that. right now. Like, not... 10,000 people died in two months. Oof. So and by then... the way, they didn't just die. They took other people with them because they were that sick. Think about it. So then... Oh, my God.
1: Okay. So what then happened to the bodies when they came up from the ground?
0: They made everyone sick, and those people died. But where did they put the bodies? I will tell you in a moment, but they didn't figure it out for a long time. I hate this. (laughs) Which is why they... Well, we'll talk about it in a second.
1: By the way, everybody, my friend Jay uh, is so good at using the bug repellent. um, And she is...
0: By the way, I, I used it on the boat last night, twice, and <laughs> no one else fucking took me up on it. And I was like, what's wrong with you? She is. like, we're being eaten alive by bugs. And I was like, I'm not.
1: Listen, she is the best at uh, sun, sunscreen, sunscreen, and, sunscreen and bug repellent. Like, she is the one, like, if you are in her presence and you need it, she will have it because.
0: Quick short story. Do you remember when you went to that gay pride without me? <laughs> and we all burned. <laughs> and then Noelle was like, she was like, you were at work and we all burned. And she was kind of, sort of blame it on me and I was like
1: I have the weirdest like tan line oh, for like yeah. a year and a half
0: I was like you guys it you- was like right here on my
1: arm I'm mm-hmm. showing like halfway down my bicep for a year and a half I had like the weirdest tan line because Jade had to work
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in my presence I will take care of yourself
1: <laughs> nobody told me I had to wear it <laughs> okay so
0: we're almost a ghost which is nice because we're 45 minutes a- we've talked ghost stuff yeah Um, So let's talk about this. Uh, Jackson Square is a big square there, named after my hero. Just kidding. Ajax. Um, (laughs) But right there is where the uh, Great Fire took place. The Great Chicago Fire? (laughs) No. That's the the only Great Fire I know. The Great New Orleans Fire. Ah. Yeah, we're doing New Orleans. Oh, right. right. Uh, (laughs) Where am I? New Orleans. Okay. Louisiana. All right. Good Friday, 1788. Yep. Um... Treasurer Jose Nunez Was sitting in his family fo- family's home On Rue Char Which is less than a block away From St. Louis Cathedral Okay he allegedly lit 56 candles in honor of the holiday. Then he sat down <laughs> for uh, dinner with his family. This sounds like it's going to end well. Right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> they had chicken. No. <laughs> and I helped. Oh, man. <laughs> no, the smoke curled through the house. The candles caught fire. Oh, and the entire no, fucking building. Yeah, nope. the entire town burned down. Shut that, up. Yep, the town burned down. down. Yes. March 21st, 1788, 856 buildings Ooh. of the 1,110 <laughs> in the French Quarter caught fire. Oh, my God. They burned to the ground. Oh, my God. That's a lot of buildings.
1: That's so many buildings. Jose. With way no to
0: turn. People going back to that Jackson Square. They went to the, at that time. Time Timeout. Yeah. They
1: trusted that guy with their money. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: And he burned everything
0: down because he
1: didn't understand how many candles was too many.
0: Jose Nunez was kind of a dipshit. Clearly. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway. Sorry. That's okay. So, uh, very long story short, these people were. Um, yeah. Actually, we've done entire fire episodes, so I don't think I need to talk about how awful a fire can be for your city. No. So I'm just going to put that to bed. March 24, 1788, 856 buildings out of the 1,110 in the French Quarter caught fire. My God. They burned to the ground. People suffered. It was terrible times. Hey. How many deaths? Uh, I did not put that right here. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to go with a lot. A lot. Um, I want to talk about, like, uh, New Orleans port town. Okay. Thing. Uh, <laughs> we we have talked about, like, uh, when towns are port towns. Right. They get pirates. They get uh, uh, hookers. They get uh, vagabonds. Right. So... It is no secret. The highest qual-
1: quality of people yes. we can find.
0: It is no secret that, that portons are often uh, crime-ridden, violent-laden. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the 1800s... Or,
1: as I like to call them, challenges. Chal-
0: yeah. <laughs> challenge
1: towns.
0: Yes. Oui, I'll fix it. <laughs> I can fix
1: you, New Orleans.
0: Anyway, in case you were just kind of like <laughs> wondering what the mise-en-scene uh, en français, which just means like what the overall look was... It was mostly, like, ramshackle buildings okay. and that kind of, like, hung loose on their foundations. Yeah, rich people were, like, making, like, concrete shit and shit made in marble. But for right. the most part, kind of, like, here in Chicago, people, like, we were making stuff of wood. Mm-hmm. They were making, like, a different whatever. Anyway, very long story short, ramshackle. Right. Um, there were gangs there. Okay. Uh, the Live Oak Gang was one of the most <laughs> famous. You're laughing because that makes them sound like Girl Scouts.
1: <laughs> we're gonna name our group after a tree. Yeah, but you it's know alive, so just like we are. Because all those other people are dead of yellow fever. We're the Live Oaks. Do
0: you know what they were known for? No. They would slash their victim's throat before they even know they have been attacked. Oh, they're pussies. What?
1: before they were even known they were attacked they would just
0: come up right on you and just that's and then cowardly would, oh okay
1: i think like you want to square off with somebody right i don't know i thought oh so they came up in front of you it wasn't from behind
0: either way they was from just behind
1: murder- from behind i think that's cowardly if okay. it's in front that's a little different well i
0: don't know i thought it was wild. it's
1: like shooting somebody in the back
0: oh okay all right
1: that's my thought
0: well i just thought it was cool
1: I mean, if I mean, you, never if any you do it from the front efficiently, then, well, it's like the five-finger death punch.
0: <laughs> I'm going to talk about two badass ladies who are actually jackasses, but I'm going to talk about
1: them. <laughs> Bridget Fury. Oh, my God. Well, she has the best name for it.
0: Right? Well... Bring on the Fury. That was not her real name. Oh. Her real name was Delia Swift. Oh, uh, I mean... Also pretty cool. That's still an amazing name. But Bridget Fury slash Delia Swift is originally from Ohio. Why would you ever change your name from Delia Swift? Because you ran from the police from Ohio because you committed manslaughter? Fair enough. Okay, well that's why. So (laughs) (laughs) she fled from New Orleans and she became the Fury there because of her fiery red hair. Amazing. And guess what she did? She fucked a lot of... uh, Politicians. Good for you. Oh, no, this is not the right one. No, no, no. She didn't <laughs> do that. Oh, no, wait, Here's what she Yeah, she did. I'm sorry. Good work, Bridge. Uh, she, like, bound the most important people in that state. Well done, Bridge. Yep. What was the manslaughter charge? Well, hold on. Okay. Oh, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Well, she's a prostitute. She's probably just like.
1: Delia Swift. Delilah Swift? Delia.
0: Delia. Looking her up. Well, okay. she. Uh, I'll look her up. Probably some dude was getting heavy with her, and so she stabbed him.
1: Yeah. Her. Get your filthy mitts off of me, yeah. Mister.
0: Um, listen, to this. <laughs> when and she, she pulled out violence, her butterfly knife. She was charged with count. She was charged with stabbing countless men. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no. no initially, it was because she of self-defense, and then eventually the courts were like, they thought it was because she was inebriated, insane. Or had STDs. Oh, my God. She, she might have been syphilitic and, like, she was a little crazy. She probably was.
1: Not her fault. She had just carried a paring knife with her or wherever she went. I use this for my stabbings but and for carving my apples.
0: When she was finally <laughs> convicted of just one murder, and she murdered many men, um, she was sent to the penitentiary. But she had boned so many politicians who really liked her that she only served one year. Amazing. Yep. So that's Bridget Fury. Living the dream, Bridge. I had to go at Mary Jane Bricktop Jackson. <laughs> She's a wait, serial killer. Wait, her name is Bricktop. No, Mary Jane Bricktop Jackson. You you
1: did air quotes for Bricktop. I want people to know that. Yeah, Mary Jane Brick- Bricktop. Top. I know. I want them to know that you oh. like are that's her nickname.
0: It is, a, yeah. I see that you're doing the air quotes. Oh, I understand what you're doing. Yeah. Um. So she, she, uh, she was a husky, full-bodied trumpet with a mop of <laughs>
1: flaming red hair. Why do they both have flaming red hair? Well, uh, they're Irish. Is it like a red-haired person thing? Yeah. I, well, I think
0: uh, f- if you're coming to America and you're Irish at this amount of t- in this time period, you're gonna get fucked. And they just did it for money. Okay. So, anyway, that's how she got her name Bricktop for her fiery red hair. She <laughs> um, was a barroom brawler. Oh, my God. Man winning. Didn't matter. What was her name? Mary Jane. Mary Jane. But people called her Bricktop. Bricktop. She killed four men and stabbed many others. She clubbed one man to death in 1856 for calling her a whore, <laughs> which she was. But, like, that's fine. That was um, her profession. She stabbed another. This dude was seven feet tall. They called him Long Charlie. Um, she designed a knife specifically to kill him.
1: He was seven feet tall in yeah. the
0: 1800s? So she, so- she designed a five-inch blade. Uh- <laughs> he must have been, like, a giant
1: Long Charlie, yeah. I mean, he must have been like such a freak to them. Yep. Because they were all probably like five five. That's incredible.
0: Yeah. And so, she, Brick-top so she stabbed him with a five inch blade. Blade, did she kill him? Murdered him. Mm hmm. So Bricktop, when she got out of prison, uh, ended up getting. Wait, she got out of prison. Yeah. How long did she, long did she <laughs> wait? She killed all these she men. She served a short term. That's all. She killed she all, all these men. Men. She she served a short term for one of her killings. <laughs> is what I wrote. Okay. All right. So Top ended up with uh, John Miller. Okay.
1: He but, sounds like a nice, normal. He's not.
0: No. nondescript he was man. A terrible alcoholic, uh, uh, heavy.
1: Well, she found the who, wrong John Miller.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't funny I don't know why I'm laughing But he, he he was missing a hand in 1861 Like this is 1861 he's missing a hand right?
1: You know what, he's lucky that he Survived <laughs> without that hand that they were Oh always... no, he's missing
0: an arm, I'm sorry Oh, And he wh- augmented his stump, oh wait, hold on This is so fucked up, I just read further He lost his arm and instead of having An arm, y'all <laughs> He put an iron ball and chain In its place and used it as a weapon Oh my god, amazing so oh, amazing. Good
1: for him to live through that amputation though.
0: Yeah, and then to not make many it, did. Yeah. Well anyway, um, she killed him. <laughs> <laughs> how did she get how did she get away from the ball and chain? She whipped him. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. She's a brick. Yeah, she is. Top. So um, um, that's amazing. We're gonna do the La La Ri Okay. 14, oh, sorry, 1140 Royal Street. Now, you probably heard of the La La Ries. Yes. Yeah. So, Madame La La Rie was a, a respected socialite. Uh, she had so many events in her grand opulent home. The problem was she was a fucking psycho. She was a disgusting, psychotic asshole. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, it is. For more reasons. Well, let's just say this. <laughs> In her time period, uh, the mistreatment... You could have slaves, but the mistreatment of slaves was illegal. Uh-huh. So she was in this very opulent uh, area of the French Quarter, and so there were all these rumors of mistreatment, and at one point a, a neighbor had, like, tipped off the cops and said that she had witnessed an elegant woman chasing around a young servant girl with a whip. Ugh. But this was not enough to get people interested. It was not until a fire broke out in 1834 that the city found out the truth. And when I say the city found out the truth, this is one of those stories that in 2017, people are like, duh, fuck. It resonates. Listen up, kids. And by the way, when I say New Orleans, 1834, I'm talking still uh, 30 years before slavery was outlawed. Right. Like, like people thought this was so unacceptable this is, I mean, you know how crazy this is. Right. When these racist fucks thought this was crazy. So, allegedly, um, this fire that outed Madame Larie was started by a maid who was chained to the stove. Um, they, the, the, the fire rescuers ran in, and they came in, and they saw her. She was trying to commit suicide. Right. And so, they ran up uh, to the attic. And when they went to the attic, they were like, holy shit, right? What they found was nothing short of disgusting. Mm -hmm. There were nude slaves. I said nude weird. What I mean is naked. There were naked slaves. Most of them were dead. Uh, some of them were chained to the walls. By the way, it's pitch black. It's the attic. It's disgusting. It smells like feces. It, there are flies everywhere. Most of these people are dead. They're chained to the walls. Some of them are strapped to makeshift operating tables. This is disgusting. She would break their arms and, and set them in the wrong way. <sighs> some of them had like animal packages, right. Like stuck to them, like antlers and yep. yep. Others were confined in cages made for animals. All these people had undergone various elaborate forms of torture and uh, mutilation. In fact, it was so disturbing to the... I mean, if you've seen the La La Ree mansion, if you knew who they were, it's enormous. It's huge. These people were made of nothing but dough. How fucked up this was is, like, all the white people were like, get the hell out of here. They chased them out of town. Right. So... Um, Madame Labie was faced with an angry mob uh, of white people who drove them from the city. She managed to get all of them on a shipboard or bound for France. Okay, that's that story, and it it's disgusting. I didn't know that
1: now this is this story, well, was loosely based on a character. On like season four, I think of American Horror Story, the Kathy Bates yeah character. They, they
0: use that as inspiration. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, if you're familiar with that, if not, check it out. It's the the season of the with the witches. It's maybe it's season three. I think it's season three. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, but this is yeah. It's a true story and it's awful. This woman, like, it's
1: despicable. It's ugh. so gross, and yeah. ugh. Yeah, the fa- I didn't I, I guess I never knew that she got away.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she got away. Uh huh. Yeah. Nope. never. That's horrible. Yeah. A woman, uh, one of her slaves was so fucked up about it. I, I, I skimmed over this and I didn't mention it. Um, Leaped from the uh, window of the second floor of the attic, um, which is what tipped off originally the other white people. They were like, why did the slave commit suicide? And she tried to, um, talk her way out of it, and she did. Mm-hmm. And it, it was truly, literally, because they were like, that's not okay. I mean, imagine in the world of slavery, where you were the person that people who own slaves right next door to you were like, you don't treat them all.
1: Yeah, right?
0: I mean, that's how weird this is. Ugh. Oh, long story short. Let's talk about ghosts, even though we, I could talk about this story all night long. Um, but... Uh... Obviously, when people walk by or in the house, they hear screaming, they claim to see apparitions of slaves walking around the property, they claim to be attacked by angry slaves in chains, and uh, something you might be interested in, in is that Nicholas Cage bought the mansion.
1: <laughs> of, course. of course he yeah. did.
0: Um, he bought that fucked up And this mansion. is why
1: he's out of money now.
0: Well... Um, He actually, by the way, does not own the mansion anymore because he lost it in 2009 due to foreclosure.
1: And this is why he's out of money. You've been to the mansion, right? I have been to the mansion. Have you experienced anything? I have not been inside. I've been outside plenty of times.
0: Got it. Um, I will tell you this. I feel like it's a creep machine. Yeah. But I don't... I, I feel... In my mind, I feel the way that anyone would feel knowing what happened there, that it's terrible.
1: It's it's just so much bad energy. Nobody's yeah. occupied it, like, or lived in there since they then. They have. Oh, people have yeah. resided there.
0: Yeah, last time I was there, there was a party going on.
1: Like, people actually, like, live there full time.
0: Well, I don't... I, uh, or is it, I'm like, used sure. for... But there's parties there all the time. I would when just, I was there, there was a party. I it. will say this. Um, A long time ago, in the late... 1990s, maybe early 2000s. They were trying to uh, bury this story, and I knew it because I'm right. weird. And I was just doing a walking tour in the French Quarter, and I right. was like, "Oh, that's a LaLaurie house." And my tour guide was like, "I'm not talking about it." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." And I, I sort of started hinting at what the story was, and then she kind of like came over to me, put her hand on my. Shoulder. This is before people were talking about it. She was like, "We don't talk about it." And then when the tour ended, she was like, "I'm sorry, we just we don't do that Mm -hmm. on this tour." I was like, "Crazy! It's crazy." Which is interesting because now American Horror Story has talked about it, and now people are talking about it. Now it's become a hot spot, I guess, for tourism. Okay. But Long ago, I mean, not even that long ago, but like let's say up to 17 years ago, they it was New Orleans' secret shame.
1: Interesting. Okay, okay. I'll
0: talk about it. I
1: mean, I would, I yeah, I would just imagine anywhere on those grounds. Like, there's so many horrible things that happen there that it it's inevitable that you're gonna feel some kind of bad
0: energy. Girl, like, it feels terrible. That yeah, house feels terrible. It's disgusting. I also need to say this before I let this topic go: is that um, I was there near Halloween and they had decorated for Halloween direction or direction uh, decorations. Uh-huh. It made me feel gross. Yeah. uh, and that's kind
1: of like I felt weird about it well and that like goes along again like what we were talking about with the Salem witch trials like that's where it gets weird where like here are these horrible things that happened and you're kind of like embracing it the wrong way like it's one thing to embrace the voodoo and the the like the all of the dead people in your that died from yellow fever and unfortunate things Mm -hmm. and celebrate their lives in that way and embrace the ghosts and have the, all, I can't remember what they're called. Um, on Fat Tuesday, they've got all of the different um, parade, like different groups that participate in the parades. There are like sep- different sections where like everybody has like a certain thing that they march for. Like there's there's actually like a group that celebrates Robin, the Swedish pop singer, and they like get together. <laughs> And they like do like a parade, yeah. And so it's things like that, and like you know, like everybody has like their thing that they're celebrating, but something like uh, um, that—that whoops—where you're decorating for it, like that seems gauche. All right, no, we're gonna
0: move on, but hit the thing real fast. Okay. So our next place is. So, St. Louis Cemetery number one. Do you know that? No. Okay. So, that's the cemetery where Marie Laveau is buried. Okay. Okay. Marie Laveau is the voodoo priestess of New Orleans.
1: Um, this band that I'm really into right now has a song about Marie Laveau. I love
0: Marie Laveau. I've been to her grave three times. I
1: know. And every time I listen to that album, I think about you and I'm like, I should tell Jay about this because I know that you love her. And then I never tell you. Um, the band is Volbeat. They're a Swedish, uh, metal band. (laughs) And I love them. Um, and, uh, yeah, they have a Marie Laveau song, which is really funny to me.
0: Well, as they should. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's amazing. I'm going to um, play it
1: for you after this. Oh,
0: okay. Um, so, just a quick thing. I mean, we already started talking about this, but the, but this is one of the things about St. Louis Cemetery, number one, uh, Marie Laveau aside, that a lot of times people go to New Orleans and they sort of experience this sense that their cemeteries are creepy. Right. Because they're above ground. Right. They have a bro- above ground cemeteries. Right. Now, we, t- we spoke about this a little bit earlier, but... Um, New Orleans is below sea level. Mm-hmm. So it has this problem in which uh that people from Europe didn't realize until they saw it happen. Mm-hmm. They buried their dead underground and three months later. Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's it's just
1: like um and I just watched this movie and that's why it's well it's just like Lincoln Park Cemetery, remember? It's just like that. No, but I was thinking of um House on Haunted Hill, the original yeah. with Vincent Price, and and I say this just because I just watched this movie, because it's so freaking good. Um, <laughs> but there's this there's the the conversation like the looming thing of the the pool of acid in the cellar oh, yeah. in the wine cellar, and like the bodies go up, but only the skeleton comes up, or the bodies go down, but the skeleton comes up, kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. but not anyway. No, you're I just right. love that
0: movie and I wanted to promote it. So, my gal Marie Laveau, who's the voodoo mm-hmm. priestess, is uh, there. Um, at her grave, when you go, and you should go, go. Um, her grave is covered in tiny, small X's. Uh, these are what people do um, when you go in, you, you, you put that on there um, uh, to ask for Marie Laveau's assistance. Now, I was just there last October. October 2016 and they're not allowing people to write on her grave anymore because it's full no because they just have stopped
1: oh she died a
0: long time ago so. I know but like yeah. that's they a bummer they do allow because they don't want well I think one of the things is for the historical record they don't want the grave to get that fucked up but they still allow, allow people and this is the voodoo tradition to leave coins pieces of herbs uh, beans bones bags flowers uh, tokens
1: all right all right.
0: Which but what I have would to mo- say.
1: So who started the X's? though? Was that something that she had, like, w- was that part of something in her, like, voodoo priestess world, or, like, it- it's just something that, like, followers started to do?
0: That is a good question. I will definitely look that up. Okay. Sorry. I have to say this. The first time I went to, and that's right, it probably shouldn't be a surprise to you, but if it is, yeah, keep up. Um... <laughs> I went to a voodoo ceremony when I was in <laughs> New Orleans and it was incredible. I, I'm sure. It was incredible. And the coolest thing was like, um, you know, when we're like, I don't know, all of us go to a grave and we just stand there, and we cry and then we leave. What they did blew my fucking mind. They don't do that. They bring their dead packs of cigarettes, they bring condoms, they bring twenty dollar bills, they they like bring invitations to parties. Like, it is so. By the way, when I say this, I don't mean it in a bad way. But I I mean it in a philosophical way. It is so materialistic because they believe their ghosts are here.
1: It's but it's it's similar, and this goes back to. Uh, um... Very early on when we did the Jim Williams episode, The Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Mm -hmm. and we talked about um, Minerva and her voodoo practices, because she kind of, like, has a similar, like, uh, uh, like, that's her heritage as well, or, like, her background, where she would leave coins and... Cigarettes and things like that nope. for the de- Like, you leave. We had that conversation. Like, what do you leave for me? Like, I was like, please leave me Buffy and wine. And you you were like, porn and something else. Did I really? I don't remember. No, I, don't, I would not have. <laughs> I think you, that. I'm pretty sure you said porn. I 100
0: I don't even watch porn. <laughs> I know.
1: Oh my I'm, God. I'm sorry. You're
0: an idiot. It probably would have like Murder She Wrote Books and you, Xanax.
1: That sounds, actually, that's probably exactly <laughs> what you <saying. laughs>
0: Don't make me sound cooler. I have anxiety and I read dumb things. No, that's all right. I think that's exactly what you said. That's hilarious. All right. So wait, let's, uh, so, uh, so, the people believe that Laveau, Marie Lebeau, uh materializes annually on St. John's Eve, which is uh, June 23rd. Okay. That is the voodoo day of worship. I don't know. Two Um, days after the summer solstice. Yeah. Uh, They say the ghost is recognizable because she has a knotted handkerchief. All right. A man who was there uh, one St. John's Eve said he had been slapped by her. Okay. Um, I've also been here. uh, Laveau's former home on 1020 St. Anne Street. It's also sup- supposed to be uh, haunted. That's in the French Quarter. Okay. It's a cute, like, little bungalow. It's just yeah. A little, like, like they all are. Yeah, I know. It's just <laughs> a little bungalow. But I've been there because, you know, I'm weird.
1: Why not? I actually... Um, <laughs> I Recently, I was there in uh, February, and I stayed um, probably three blocks from there. Mm-hmm. And I kind of freaked out about being so close. But I was there for work, so I couldn't... <sighs> I was like, y- you guys... You guys, we're staying so close to Marie Laveau's Laveau's house. And they were like, we know. I love her. Like, the people I work with are so, I love them. And they're amazing. And they, like, have figured me out where they already knew that I was going to be freaking out about being so close to Marie Laveau's house. And they were like, we know. We're trying to figure out when we can go. Mm -hmm. And then we never got to go.
0: Y'all, I'm going to take you to Greenwood Cemetery. This is at Canal Street and City Park Avenue. So this major intersection is allegedly haunted. Haunted in such a way that there have been, like, traffic stops and accidents because people report that, um, (laughs) like, uh, there's a couple walking hand-in-hand, so they try to, like, not hit them, but they're just ghosts. Oh, there's also reports of people walking past Greenwood Cemetery, not in vehicles, and they look inside, and they they also see a couple walking hand-in-hand. Hand. Okay. Ghosts. What do they look like? I have no idea. Ghost couple. Yeah. It's, <laughs> honestly. They're just
1: a couple of bedsheet ghosts walking hand-in-hand. They're so hand. it doesn't
0: <laughs> fucking matter. I love Dude. the people like in the terror of understanding their ghosts are like, I don't know!
1: I think it would be more amazing if they were like... Slimer
0: from I know. Can you imagine, by the way, like, you and I would probably at this point would have the wherewithal to be like, I see a ghost couple. One has a red... Gee, sketch this. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Everyone else, obviously. and the, But this is the way the ghost world works, right? You just freak out. Where you do. Like, no, well, is that like a... Like, I know he's wearing a baseball hat, but I don't know about baseball. Is that like Mar- Marlins? Well, Or is it... Um, some other baseball team. It's, and I feel
1: like, <laughs> oh, my God. Meanwhile,
0: people will be like, it doesn't matter. It's a hat. It doesn't matter.
1: No, but the, the, the tough part now, too, is that, like, so many styles of the past are now, like, cool. Yes. There's not, hipster like. Hipster or
0: ghost. It's we to play like that all the time. Yeah,
1: hipster or ghost. Oh, my God. Can we please make that a game?
0: Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> Because it's not, like. You know, the eighties are coming back. Like everything's coming back. No, it's every like
0: hundred years.
1: Everything's cool. Like you can dress anyway and it's like, Oh, you're trendy and cool. And so I don't know if you're a ghost or if you're real. This is very difficult for me. I agree.
0: So this actually, is why I
1: have to touch everybody I see. I
0: know. Me too. That's <laughs> if you wonder why I'm so tactile, I don't want you and I'm not interested in your body. I just want to know your hair. I'm just Oh, no, I'll do <laughs> object work. <laughs> Say what you're doing.
1: I'm just I'm just like reaching out and touching. <laughs> things i just have to know if you're real or not you're wearing a fedora are you real
0: okay there's a few more things um about greenwood and then i think i'm gonna call an audible here um (laughs) there people have seen a ghostly funeral procession marching through the gates okay they've seen that all right Um, And they've heard disembodied voices calling out to people waiting for the bus. This is a major interception.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's somebody from across the street running at them. I mean, don't... Driver. I mean, we see that in Chicago all the time. Like, somebody running from a block away. Wait! I've done it. I've been there. I've banged on the side of a bus before. What? I have banged on the side of a bus. You had sex? I have banged my hand on the side of a bus to make it stop. Why tell that
0: story? (laughs) I literally thought you meant I banged on the side of a bus. I
1: am not on a bus. Move on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to skip some of these. Uh, Okay. So let's do this. Um, only because I want to talk about Beyonce real fast. <laughs> I'm just giving, like, eight things so we can talk about Beyonce. Um, Pierre Jourdan was a wealthy landowner who lost his, uh, Pride and Joy was his building. But by the way, when I say he lost it, he, like, gambled away. He was, like, a, like, a fucking dilettante. And he, he would, like, had surplus. Right.
1: And You he, did this to yourself, Pierre.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I don't want to victim blame, but, uh... I'm victim blaming. So he lost his family's home in an 1814
1: poker game. Oh, Yeah. Pierre. Right? That's his name?
0: It is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Pierre Jardin. All right. Um, He was so upset about having to vacate his lambs that he... This is going back to that idea of drama that I talked about. Yeah, he went up to the second floor, screamed out, "This is my home," <laughs> and murdered himself. Why?
1: Why do? Why does everybody in New Orleans commit suicide? Not everyone, but like I feel like a lot of these like, ghosts are—they're jumping well, off of I stuff. Mean,
0: here's the thing: a lot of ghosts are suicide ghosts because
1: yellow fever.
0: No, just because 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 <laughs> if they're gonna if oh. there's residual energy they're gonna be here because Oh, yeah. I get it, I get it, I get so, it. So anyway, any who's all. everybody who had bought this uh, piece of property in the French Quarter, um, had had this terrible time with ghosts. Ghost, 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 ghost. Well, the people who bought the place turned it into Muriel's, and they turned it into this like very upscale white table tablecloth like kind of restaurant at the corner of Jackson Square. What's it called? burials
1: oh you said that
0: and so what they did to appease this crazy fucking ghost is they and i've been there and it's true they gave him his own like little room and they set a table they they truly do they set a little table for him every night and since they started doing that nothing happened shut up yep this ghost just wanted the respect and Here's Beyonce and G- Jay-Z had a big party there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's your Beyonce story?
0: Yeah, it's listen, I try to get as closer as possible, and that didn't, <laughs> I
1: know. I mean, you could say that Beyonce ate... Uh, she
0: ate there, yeah, for
1: sure. She ate at Vincent down the street from where we're currently oh, occupying. Okay. I mean, that's much closer. All right, well... She ate fries. I oh, know the whole story. You don't love She's me, pregnant. Don't love
0: you. She's not pregnant. She had this kid. No, this
1: is... She ate at Vincent when she
0: was pregnant. Yes, Jesus Christ.
1: Um, hey, the Hotel <laughs> Dia <Dio's laughs> Mento
0: was formerly a brothel. Oh. You don't <laughs> and this say... cozy boutique is said to be haunted by a former madam. Yeah. Unsy, This bum, bum, madam bum, um, sulks in the rooms where couples are being amorous, which means
1: she's just sitting in the corner watching them in her high neck
0: and she's like do better you can do better Uh, apparently she interrupts hookups and makes comments to men
1: oh my god oh my god
0: (laughs) I I love her right
1: I just like that is amazing like I love that Uh, I have a lady over here that might be more energized Uh, for you Yep.
0: so she's paying attention don't Oh giant my God. bone in the Hotel Via cavento
1: That is incredible. I love that story.
0: All right. I'm going to close up shop here. I've got like seven more things to give, and I'm going to make a quick decision. Here we go. What terrible thing do I want to say? I want to say this. I now take you to the haunted pharmacy museum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Louis, Wait, is
1: that actually what it's called? Yeah.
0: Well, it's just the pharmacy museum. But.
1: The haunted pharmacy museum.
0: <laughs> you guys don't understand. I literally skipped over like, I in my mind I was just like, she did all of these things are awful. Let me tell you the worst one.
1: So, she really did. So again, like if you're. Go to New Orleans, have a great time if you've never been there, but also look some of this stuff up, because there's just so much, and we could probably do, like, three parts on New Orleans Yeah,
0: alone. I wish I hadn't tried to stuff it all up. Um,
1: but Jay's done such a good job of covering so many things, <laughs> but please, finish this off. So
0: let's take you, we to take you to the pharmacy museum, and so here's the deal. This used to be a pharmacy owned by Louis Joseph Defilio Jr., Y'all, he was America's first licensed pharmacist.
1: Hey! And if we all know, becoming a pharmacist is hard fucking work.
0: Right? So this museum displays tools and, like, old medical kind of things, like bloodletting and leeches. Well, hold up. (laughs) (laughs) That's not creepy. What's creepy is this guy. So along with dispensing medicine in the 1800s, he... Used to perform exploratory surgery on women.
1: Nope, 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 nope. Hey, nope. He did. Nope. Do you know what he did? They don't love you like I love you. <laughs> I don't even want to hear. loud <laughs> out. He used to perform
0: exploratory surgery. No, he he would be like, "Hey, gals, come on inside," and then he would perform exploratory surgery on women and then what mother- kind of exploratory surgery grr, motherfucker, like he would put stuff up grr, motherfucker, there motherfucker when they died oh my god so hold on just use your imagination no. to be like they died I got it okay so he he performed exploratory surgery they died uh what's a man gotta do to get rid of them
1: burn them yellow fever um, <laughs> I'm sorry
0: Guess
1: again. One more time. Uh, Berry in the swamp. (gasps) Alligators. You
0: said the word berry, so you win mass murder trivia. Um, This motherfucker buried them in the walls of (gasps) his pharmacy.
1: Oh, that's some H.H. Holmes shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come on in. Let me do some exploratory whoops. And then shellac shellac. Oh.
1: I mean, it wouldn't be
0: surprised if I heard, like, uh, Luigi. Uh, Joseph defolio pharmacist and construction worker. <laughs> <laughs> Knew a lot about drywall, that's all I'm saying.
1: Oh my god, that's horrible.
0: So he bur- he buried the bodies in the pharmacy. He himself contracted syphilis.
1: Good. <laughs> Rightfully so.
0: Shocking, right? Anyway, uh, legend has it, he became uh, a crazy person. Right. Uh, when he became a crazy person, his experiments got weirder and weirder and weirder. Oh, no. He died. Good. Not because of this, not as, just because people die. Oh. But anyway, the haunting, the the stories say (laughs) that people, and by the way, I don't think this is enough. If you're going to believe in ghosts, like, go full tilt, because this is very small for the amount of shit this man did. Uh, I'll quote this. Some people say they hear eerie groans. That's it. No, they hear more. Oh. They hear they can hear sounds from the upper floor, upper floors. Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. Shut up. Well, aside from the this fact is that... the
1: same building where he buried women. Well, in... here's the
0: thing, dude. Like, aside from the fact that everyone feels terrible when they go in there, everyone feels haunted, and everyone yeah. feels like they're gonna pee. It's but they they pulled. But, the, but here's the thing. You know this about haunting? There's not a lot of physical evidence.
1: Yeah. It's hard
0: to collect. So this motherfucker ran this terrible like surgery. Killed women, buried buried them in his walls, and
1: I'm assuming they took them out of the walls. The bodies. Yes, they found the bodies in the walls. Yes, wall. that, okay, yeah. all right. I feel a little bit better.
0: I don't, ladies and gentlemen. Thank oh. you so much for. <laughs> By the way, I've got so much more to give, so I'll probably put it online. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to High Spirits. I am. Jay Segman, and I'm so happy to talk about uh, New Orleans and how amazing and creepy it is. With me, as always, is my best pal with the most impeccable bangs in Chicago. (laughs) Her name is... Ah,
1: Noelle Schmidt.
0: Yeah, dude. And tell the people what
1: you're uh, drinking. Ah, I am drinking Sterling Cabernet. Gling.
0: (laughs) Hold on. Oh, no. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Oh. I tried to tears the glass and it didn't work.
1: Oh my god, that was such a wunk. It oh, was a very <laughs> so girl, good. I like
0: this episode. It uh, so um, good. And I'm Jay Segman, and I am drinking tuna. Gross. And it, you know, I don't think it's gross, but I think it's pretty good. Um, please stay tuned to our next episode where we're just like babble. better. We're better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're not this oh, is what, what you man. what you
0: hear is what you get yeah I experienced the show where my best friend and I just sit around talk about ghosts and we drink alcohol Noel has one last super heinous creepy gross thing to say to you.
1: <laughs> sweet dreams